millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Thank you for joining us wherever you are. This podcast episode is brought to you by the Old Ways Actual Play team. This actual play uses the 5th edition Vampire the Masquerade tabletop role-playing rules by World of Darkness. This actual play is performed by adults and in an adult setting. Listeners should know that this podcast is intended for a mature audience and will include strong language and mature themes. All content, including names, places, events, companies, and so forth, that may bear resemblance to entities living, dead, or undead, is strictly coincidental. My name is Rena Henzi, and for tonight's game, I will be your storyteller. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Old Ways podcast, Vampire the Masquerade Chronicle. We are in our interlude phase still in between seasons one and two. And tonight we are bringing you the focus on another one of our Coterie members as we learn what they're up to in the time between seasons. So before we figure out what they're doing, they need to introduce themselves. So. Hi, this is Ali, and I play Katerina Bogdanovich of Clan Toreador, and the world has changed. It has changed quite a bit and will likely change some more. All right. So it is December 12th of 2022. And so it's just over a month after the events at Golden Gate Park and the bloody showdown with Lamb. It's been a few nights also since your meeting with Marcus, you're defining the relationship, we might say. And in that time, I believe Katarina decided to take up Marcus on his uh, invitation to move in. Yeah, for sure. Right after the incidents that went down, and I'm not safe anymore. I put my apartment up for sale since I owned it and I had everything taken out and put in storage during a time that no one during the day would be the wiser and I let my business partner Ray Ray know that I am taking a sabbatical and once Marcus extended the invitation for me to move in I had some help, I'm sure, from the union workers to get all my furniture moved and everything placed where I want it so that my space in this new environment has been established. So this is a very important question. When you sold your apartment, what did you do about the doors? I left the doors. Oh my... To be fair, I don't know that they're technically, like, I don't technically know they're, for a better term, alive. Mm -hmm. I'm creeped out. I'm creeped out by the doors. I didn't know if Katerina had decided to remove them so they wouldn't potentially creep out a a buyer. But uh, seems they've been left in place. Add to the charm of the location. I mean, I guess if any... I guess if any new kindred specifically moves in there to see if they can't hunt down where I've gone, it's probably a good thing that they're flesh crafted. That's true. Speaking of Haven stuff, I actually had a security system too that I had set up. So I imagine I've also actually left that so that it could be monitored remotely just to see if there's any 
damage or if anyone's looking for me. And if they are, you know, I'll know who they are. Probably not a bad idea there either. All right. So Katarina has her own room in Marcus's New Haven. I imagine she's not quite ready to spend the night, so to speak, with someone else. Not every night, anyway. No. It's probably only once a week, or if there's some carnal desires that are being taken advantage of. Well, considering who your new partner is, that might be more often than you would think. Yeah. I am absolutely sure. So... On this particular night, you set up in your new room down the hall from Marcus's. And you haven't maybe completely finished setting everything up the way you like. With you being a perfectionist, it'll take you a little bit to be absolutely certain of where you want everything. But it's fine for the moment. You're still deciding if you really want the wardrobe over in that corner or not. You're not quite sure it belongs there, but that's not the most important thing on your mind this particular evening. So sunset in San Francisco in December is around 5 p.m. So that is when you arise from your slumbers. And let's have a rouse check from Katarina. Oh, that's an eight. So yes, you're doing fine. Actually, the whole process has been kind of soothing for you, in a way, after the the chaos and the loss of control and everything from, well, pretty much the entire latter half of October, first half of November. Now that you have a space that is yours again, and where you can move your things around and arrange things how you want them, and, you know, you're also not losing your mind through dreaming and eternal hunger and blood and all that sort of thing. You're, you're actually feeling a lot better. So tonight you wake up, you feel fairly calm, you feel in control, and you know that pleasures will have to wait tonight as you have some other business to attend to that you've been putting off for a bit. Yeah. So what is, what is Katarina up to on this drizzly... San Francisco evening. Well, I'll have called the bakery at some point to let Ray Ray know that I need to meet with him during the evening because my days have been occupied with me trying to relax and me thinking about a lot and also giving him my cell phone number. And I'm sure that was the biggest shock that there could have been. He would not shut up about it for a good two minutes, making comments as to pigs flying past the window, hell is calling to complain about their ice problem, etc., etc. This is why we love him. So then this particular night will definitely be me going back over to the bakery, likely with muscle, just to keep me fucking safe. Because I'm sure that Marcus knows that I'm going and I'm sure that he sends people with me because reasons. Yes, well, you are the current Baron's girlfriend at this point. So, you know, it, it, it comes with privileges, but also a few dangers. Yeah. So, yes, Marcus has arranged for a couple of his union workers, including... Uh, a very burly looking man by the name of Ted to make sure you get where you're going and back home safely. And they are waiting for you with a car when you are ready to leave. Ms. Bogdanovich, they nod to you as you, as they open the door. Yes. Let's go. And they drive you in a very circuitous route as you're fairly sure Marcus would have instructed them to do. They don't go directly to the bakery. You see uh, Ted is driving tonight and his colleague, whose name you don't know yet, this is one you haven't met before, um, but he introduces himself as Steve, is in the 
passenger seat and he's constantly checking the mirrors, looking to see if they're being followed. They duck down a few side streets, park in one place, wait for five minutes, then pull out a different exit. It takes a while to get to the bakery, but it gives you time to formulate your thoughts and maybe emotionally prepare yourself because this is a conversation you've been putting off. And you also know that while Rom was kind enough to manipulate Ray's emotions and his memories a bit after what happened with Dima, you do know that he's still suffering from some trauma, even if he can't remember what the trauma was. And perhaps there's still some of those feelings of guilt from that moment when you couldn't quite restrain yourself enough and you tasted his blood. So with all of that, it's been a very complicated sort of mess of emotions for you and you're not used to feeling that and you can't control them and you probably don't like that very much. So this very circuitous route gives you time to think and process and try to control yourself before you meet with Ray Ray. But eventually, you are deposited outside Dragonfly Confections. The sign on the door says closed because the hours have changed. It's no longer an all-night bakery. It now closes, like a lot of the bakeries in San Francisco do, at between 6 and 8 p.m., depending on the day. And tonight, it's 6 p.m. as you arrive, about an hour after you woke up, and it is just now closing. You see Lexi in the front, cleaning up. She smiles and waves at you as you come in. She looks happy to see you after over a month of you being absent. Good evening, Lexi. Is Riley in the back? Oh yeah, he said he had a meeting. It's, it's really great to see you. It's, it's been a while. Uh, I hope everything's okay. Ray Ray said you needed some time off. Yes. Then you dedicate so much time like I was doing you don't realize how important it is to step back sometimes so I stepped back for a long time to make up for the amount of time that I should have been relaxing she nods burnout is is a real thing and you know even even the bosses get it, even when you really like your job. So I'm, I'm glad you got some some rest. You know, it's been a little a little quieter around here lately. Ray Ray's here most of the time, you know, during the day. She kind of leans in. He's a lot quieter. Is he okay? I mean, I don't want to ask him directly because that feels like invading his privacy or something. But, you know, the, the staff and I are a little bit worried. We, we've noticed. Hard not to when you've worked together for so long. Yes. I know that there have been events that were hard on him. But he does not talk about them. And I don't want to pry. Just we, we want to, you know, we take care of each other in, in a team like this and, and we're just just worried. I understand. She takes off her apron and puts it away. Well, I'm I'm done for for the day. It's it's actually kind of nice having the different hours. If, if I'm being completely honest, especially in the dreadful weather. So, uh, it was good seeing you. I'm, I'm glad I was still here when you sh when you uh, came by, but. See you around, I guess, Miss Bogdanovich. Goodbye, Lexi. And she puts on her raincoat and heads out the door, looking slightly askance at Ted and Steve, who are kind of loitering nearby, fairly obviously. They're not very good at stealth. No. No. <laughs> but I also feel bad for Lexi because it's very likely that's the last time she's ever going to see me. Very probably. So, you go back to the office? 
Yeah, there's not enough room in the office really for two people long term. Mm-hmm. But there is like a bar that faces the window that has stools. So probably what I'll do is I'll just pick up a couple stools and bring them back so we can sit, you know, next to the big wooden table that we use for breads and, you know, pie crust and everything that a wooden table is better for. And the vampiric council. Yeah, and a vampiric council. You know, all the normal things. All the normal things that a bakery does. So Ray Ray hears the movement. He also heard the bell on the door. So you see the office door open as you carry these stools past to the table. He looks out at you and he does still look tired. He does have the, the smile back, that old Ray Ray smirk. And he seems to mostly be himself. You know, he, he's wearing uh, those kind of hipster skinny pants, even though this kind of weather's probably not the best for it. But he's got a scarf artfully draped around his neck and his shoulders and a slouchy hat. Hey, right on time. Just he's got dark circles under his eyes, but he's he's making an effort to be himself for you. And I know that he mm-hmm. knows that I've been gone for a long time and he wants to pretend everything's okay or give that outward appearance that everything's okay because I haven't been around. But I also think that whatever he speculates might have happened isn't something he would have told me anyway. Mm -hmm. He's been very vague about what he's feeling and and the dreams. You know, he's had some night terrors that he's seeing a therapist for. He did mention that. But he's unwilling to talk any further. You do see... It looks like he's he very recently put some concealer under his eyes in an attempt to hide the dark circles, but with your very keen vision, doesn't really do much. But he's trying. Yeah, and I'm definitely not going to put out verbally that I think he should take a break because whatever's going on is making him more exhausted. Precisely. He comes out of the office and helps you take the stools over to the to the table and can I get you something? I don't know. I know you, you never ate on the job, which is now a lie, by the way. Uh, or now a falsehood, by the way, because, because we know you have eaten on the job. Uh, but uh, it's not, not the job right now while well, you're on vacation. How's that going, by the way? It's nice to see you actually taking a break. I never thought I'd see the day. Well, let's just say that it has been enlightening. There are... And there's a long pause, right? Because Mm. I haven't pulled out the paperwork yet. I have, you know, just this Mm. bigger purse, something I Mm -hmm. don't carry, something I'm sure that Ray Ray has noticed but isn't quite ready to comment on. As you pause, he just kind of leans in, his his eyes narrow when he looks at you, just leans in a little bit further. Have you been getting some? And just like the whole tiredness seems to melt away for a moment as he's just sort of looking at you with these quizzical but enthusiastic eyebrows. You have! Naughty, naughty. About time. Oh, that's marvelous. Well, you're the one who told me to relax, yeah? Yes, I just never thought you would actually do it. I've always taken your advice to heart. I also just know that I have been told I'm tightly wound, I think is the term. He just like lets out this very sort of 
high-pitched snicker. <laughs> hmm, is that what he said? No, this is... This is what some of the nighttime workers had said to me directly. Hmm, I'm sure. But he didn't mind too much. Or she, or they, whoever. No, it is a he. Uh-huh. Okay, okay. Interesting, interesting. He's really perked up now. Like He actually seems to be very enthusiastic and, and engaged with you in a way he hasn't been since everything that happened with Dima. Like, he's genuinely excited for you. And are you still seeing Raul? Oh, yeah. We, uh, we might be moving in. Is that what's quick? Well, it's... When you're my age, you know, when when you get to a place where you find someone you really click with and you start to think that, you know, maybe... Maybe you want to settle down. And also, maybe you don't have as much time as you thought you did. He looks a little off into the distance, and you can see there's a bit of like hesitation. Like he's trying to... Like there's something that he should be aware of, but he can't quite figure out what it is. Or why that thought just came to him. He shakes his head. Oh, he's He's... He's great. We've got a lot in common. And honestly, I'm tired of living alone. And who can afford to live alone at this point anymore? Jeesh. Yes. The prices have skyrocketed since you and I moved up here, yeah? Tell me about it. Oi. Being single in this economy? Not possible. He no. smiles. He's back on his is even keel, so to speak. And I'll bring my big purse up on the table. Am I getting served divorce papers after all this time? I thought we had something, Katarina. But that statement makes me pause, right? Because it technically is like a divorce because it's me giving over my business and it's me leaving, which is very much like a divorce in that sense. You get the feeling that he's intuited something there, just the way he phrased it. He's trying to be very blasé and his normal jokey self. Going off with your new man? Leaving me with the kids? You know, you are joking, but it is You've hammered the nail on the head? He just face palms and just starts laughing. Just hit the nail on the head. Yeah, close enough. Okay, close enough. I do a lot of hammering. So, you know, I can see where you'd get those two mixed up. And that's when I'll pull out this super long document that's probably almost an inch thick. They say size don't matter, but that's pretty big. Is well there is a lot to go over. Why? Are, are you not enjoying this anymore? Kind of thought, you know, we'd uh, grow old together. Bitch at the neighborhood kids on the lawn. Always asking for their stupid pumpkin spice cookies when it's out of season. You know? The vacation that I've been urged to take for so long made me realize that while I still actively enjoy the baking part, I am not quite as social as I used to be. And that's a lot. I realize. He gives you a very incredulous look. And I cannot remember the last time that I lived for myself. He nods slowly. He's got this kind of nervous tick 
that he's had the entire time you've known him of just tapping his fingers out on the table as if he's playing the piano, the way his fingers move, chord changes. He went to music school when he was a kid, never really lost the habit. He's doing that now. Well, I mean, I guess I kind of have to blame myself since I've been encouraging you to get out there and do things and see people and... Well, if you take my advice, I guess it's just on me for being a dumbass. He smiles slightly to let you know that he's not serious. <laughs> At least, not all the way. I imagine it's a bittersweet feeling for him, too, because we're not... We've never really talked about not being together. So with me coming in and having this super hardcore stack of legal papers I imagine he kind of saw it coming with me being gone for so long yeah he doesn't seem as surprised as he might otherwise be just seems kind of sad he he just shakes his head and goes well now Katarina cat cat he leans in he takes your hands please tell me you are not making this decision on account of a boy. <laughs> and he no. gives you this devilish little smirk. You're too old for that nonsense. Yes, this is very true. And no, this is not on the account of some boy. It is fully on that I need to, I need to live my life for myself yeah I mean it's what we gotta do right with all the shit going on I mean we thought 2016 was bad 2022's got it beat but we only get so much time right and honestly I was kind of worried Cora was kind of worried about the fact that you just kind of buried yourself in here you know, Cora and Lucy left, and I hope they're doing okay wherever they are. Kind of rude to leave without a goodbye card, but, you know, we'll forgive them. Kids these days. But, I mean, I've managed to do this, and just sort of gestures around at the bakery, and do what I want to do at the same time. And now maybe I'll be settling down a little bit and he pulls this mock exaggerated horrified face can you imagine but you know with everything happening this year they haven't quite gotten to Oberfell yet but they might who knows if they'll get around to everything else Lawrence and all that and I'm taking what I can while I can and I want you to do the same thing. And, you know, if it means you need a change, gotta have your midlife crisis or whatever it is, just don't go for the motorcycle, please, dear. Not really your style. But whatever you gotta do, you know, I'll, I'll always support you in that. Just, I swear, if you ghost me, I will find you. I will hunt you down to the ends of the earth, and my gay ass will drag you back to the Castro, and we will go to a drag show, and I will push you up on stage. That's how mad I'll be. Got it? Well, you don't have to worry about that, to be perfectly honest. And I'm gonna lie a little bit right now. Um just to kind of ease a little bit of my guilt and hopefully to make him feel just a little bit better. The mention of ghosting is not something that I would do regardless of midlife crisis or not. I'm surprised you even knew what I meant when I said ghosting. I'm going to be completely honest. Well, 
if ghosts exist, it means that you are either incommunicative or you have left the physical plane. Okay, okay. Continue. Just shocked by all the changes. You have a phone, you have a boyfriend, are you having sex? You know what ghosting means. I I can't keep up with all of this. Well, the cell phone is so that you can keep track of me. And so that we can continue. Be real. Be real. It's for sending fun time texts to your boyfriend first. Then it's for me keeping track of you. No. And he is enjoying teasing you so much right now. That is not something that I would do. I am too old for that. Hey, have you have you learned how to use the eggplant emojis yet? Emojis? <laughs> he just breaks down laughing, and it's kind of half-crying laughing. Like, it's just all of these emotional things. He's like, you can, <laughs> you can send these little images <laughs> to, to people without having to say words, and, and that one of them's well, some of them are kind of phallic, I'm going to be real. And so, never mind. You look embarrassed, never mind. And he just bawls. And I pull out this brick of a cell phone that only has T9. Oh, well, I should have known it would have been that. Don't worry, I can show you what to do on that to mimic an emoji. Very good. But as, and I'll tap the top of this massive pile of papers. This is a contract that both you and I will have to sign. And if you do not sign it, I will be very upset with you. And we all know what happens when I get upset, yeah? Oh no, we can't have that. He's probably seen it once or twice. (laughs) More than that, considering you've worked together for 30 years, almost. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And he just, he shakes his head. Poor child. Yeah, okay, I'll sign it. Whatever. Well, I want to go over everything that's in here, which is why I am here after the bakery has been closed but the most important thing for you to understand is that I am giving you my half of the business yeah okay fine if I must he rolls his eyes dramatically but if you ever want it back I will give it back I'm sure there are a few conditions that are all in here that we can talk about as we get to it. But the most important thing that you understand is that I will not accept any continued profits from the bakery. I have a very nice retirement fund at this point. Retirement? What are you? You're you're what? Maybe 50. And honestly, you could pass for 28. I need to know your skincare regime. But retirement at 50. You can't be older than that. But fine, fine, fine. Whatever. Well, we have been very successful. And you, I'm sure, have a very nice nest egg to rely on when you're ready but that aside there are weird tax things involved with me giving you the business and you'll need to let me know what the cost will be in April when the taxes are filed so is that anything that might be owned is something that can either be paid off from bakery funds, but more likely that I will be paying myself. 
He snorts. Government taking money from something you give to somebody else. That's a bullshit. Yes, this I agree with very much. And at that point, right, we start going over the contract and how if he wants to occasionally sponsor a nighttime event, there's this list of probably 50 individuals or, you know, something around that number that he cannot cater to because they were clients of mine specifically and that I have gotten to know them and I don't want to have him need to worry about connecting with them because I had such an established relationship with it. Mm -hmm. And that's the biggest condition. And the only other real big condition is that if he decides that he wants to close the bakery, that he has to wait five years to do so. Yeah, sure. Like, he just agrees to everything you say without even really thinking about it. Like, it's very obvious to you that he just wants to get this part over. He's never enjoyed doing a bunch of paperwork, and he particularly does not enjoy doing it when he's sad. So... So after probably, you know, two or three hours of going through this large stack of documents, I'll probably actually bring in one of the bodyguards, for lack of a better term. He also is a notarizer. So he can oversee everything. Yeah, notary public. Yeah. And he can verify that everything is on the up and up. And Ray Ray is now officially the sole owner of Dragonfly Confections. Uh, Ted, Ted watches while you sign everything and he stamps in all the appropriate places with his official stamp and his signature and everything. And Ray Ray hasn't said a word since he started looking at the paperwork. He's just sort of grunted, mm-hmm, 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 through the entire thing. And as everything is finally signed, he just kind of sits there. He's like, of a thing to spring on a man. I am sorry, Ray Ray. I would say if we had a dog, I'd get to keep the dog, but we don't, so... Okay. I will tell you that I am not opening another bakery, so you do not have to worry about that. I didn't think you would be. You're, you're not a dirty dealer like that. Besides, who would willingly give up the opportunity to work with me? That is very true. In favor of working alone. That's just inconceivable. Never even crossed my mind. I love you, Rita. He pulls out a handkerchief and hands it to you. And then he pulls out a second handkerchief out of his other pocket. I know. And if you're not around to be godmother to my kids, and then he looks horrified that he said the word kids, there will be problems. Got it? Yes. And then he's yes. And then he blows his nose and laughs into his handkerchief. You are my best friend. Of course. I'm not moving out of San Francisco, and I'm not moving that far away realistically I have a new dwelling and the apartment upstairs is vacated and has been for a few weeks now yeah it's weird not hearing any classical music as I'm heading out for the night got me to the point where I've thought about getting a gramophone to just put on some music, Bach, whatever. Is that his name? Bach? Is that who you listen to? I don't know. That's the only one I know that's not Mozart. Uh, just so I can have the soundtrack playing as I leave. And he smiles a little bit. But at some point, Raoul and I will have to have dinner with you. 
and whoever this, uh, I'm sure, tall, dark, handsome stranger is. I need to know what kind of person is finally able to break through to the Ice Queen. You have tickled my curiosity. And he dabs at the corners of his eyes with his handkerchief. Well, the biggest thing that I can tell you is that his name is Marcus. Ooh. Very sexy name. Excellent. Sounds like a good name. It works with yours. I was always worried you were going to go out with a Claude or something, and that would just be horrific. Katerina and Claude? Can you imagine? Clauderina? No. And there's this completely baffled look that goes over my face because I have no idea what he's talking about. He's just babbling a little bit, just trying to keep the conversation going so he doesn't cry again. It might mess with his eyeliner. His makeup is always very good. Yes, he spent a lot of time practicing it. Well, here we are, acting like it's a funeral. More partial to wakes myself. You know, my grandmother was Irish. Always appreciated how they did things. Well, yeah, he's a big part, you know? Yeah, lots of drinking. Dancing. You know, that kind of thing. A lot easier. Yes. And and you said you're you're uh, not leaving, so that's that's good. No. At least I know you're around. We will see each other for a long time. Just not every day. But you may call whenever you like. If I do not answer, you know for sure that I will get back to you. You really are the only person that I could count on for a very long time. He smiles and just kind of puts his hand on yours and he pats it. He says, I know, and I know you'll answer. Just promise me you won't answer the phone while banging Marcus because I just don't think I can handle that. So the bigger question is, can vampires blush? I, I think so. For In this case, we'll say your humanity's high enough that you can get a slight tinge. So I'm definitely going to blush and... Uh, uh, no. I never know. With your sense of duty, you might be, you know, in in the middle of an orgasm, go, oh no, it's Ray Ray. I have to answer this. No, I... I promise that I will keep anything that is that private out of direct conversation, yeah? Good. Doesn't mean I won't ask questions later, but, you know, good. Boundaries. Boundaries are important. Not that we have many, yeah? No. And he smiles, and it's not kind of that playful smirk. It's just a the kind of easy, comfortable smile you have from someone you've been with a very long time. Alright. Still don't understand, but you know I support you whatever you're doing. And I just want you to be happy. That is what I'm working on. I want to live my life. And I think that has really sunken at this point. I am very old. He just gives this very, very confused face. Is this like a reverse Benjamin Button kind of thing? No, but you and I have been together for three decades. There is no way that I am not old. Fifty's not old. And he pats the graying sides of his fade. Like I said, you look 28. And you know me. Would I bullshit you about your looks? No. You are no. always very serious. You take a lot of pride in the way that you look and in how much you take care of yourself. Yes. And I'm going to pull him in for a hug, something I never do. Like, you see the 
startled shock on his face when you do that. But he immediately just kind of wraps his arms around you and squeezes. He's like, and maybe next vacation, go somewhere warm. You need a tan. You are too pale. Pats you on the he, he pats you on the back. But he gives you a very, very big hug. 30 years worth of wanting to give you a hug is all wrapped up into one. Well, we've hugged before. But, but not like they've this. been No, mm-hmm. and they've been few and far between. Mm. I like I like the new cat cat. Blushing. Initiating hugs. Phone. I think I think we can get used to this. Val, Don't be a stranger. Some of this is your fault anyway. Going out to encourage me to take a vacation. Step back for some time. Yes, yes, I know the divorce is my fault. You don't have to keep heaping it on me like that. No, it is not your fault. Well, it is partly your fault. Yeah, you can't bullshit me. I know. But it's okay. We will make it through, I promise. Mm-hmm. We'll be okay. We'll be like Will and Grace. We'll be great. And I'll just have a watery smile, right? No, don't don't cry anymore. You'll make me cry. Don't no. I've, I used my good blue eyeliner tonight. Don't. He's just sniffling. Don't worry. I won't cry again. But I will miss you. And I will be around. I promise. You better. Make sure the crying thing is something that only happens once a decade. I don't think the world can handle it if you do it more often. Little does he know. And with that, I will leave. You walk out the door and Ted had retreated after doing his notary public duties. And they're waiting for you don't say anything. They don't ask questions. Uh, Steve offers you another handkerchief just without saying anything. And they take you to the car. Are you going back home to your new home? Are you having them take you somewhere else? Uh, No, I'll have to go home because I also have a phone call I need to make. Okay, so they take you back to the Haven that you now share with Marcus and they see you up to the door one of them is with you until you get in even though it's a lot safer down in the domain than it is out in the rest of San Francisco but you know they're taking it seriously and uh, they both just sort of nod and say have a good rest of your night Miss Bogdanovich I imagine that I will be seeing one of you two regularly good night they both smile good night so one thing you might want to consider is time zone differences yep it is it is now about 7 p.m well i'd say with ray ray it took longer than about an hour so let's say it's about eight so it is now 5 a.m in italy So if you're going to call Vera, it's going to have to be a fairly quick call. You're not going to have time to really compose yourself or think if you want to call her tonight before she uh, has to go to bed on the other side of the world. You're going to need to do it soon. Uh, I will call her right away. Okay. So you call her using the international minutes that she suggested to you and you hear a good evening good morning I'm not sure Katerina yes yes it's Paula on the other end wonderful Um, Miss uh, Giovanni is here Uh, I suppose you need to need to talk briefly I Mm. Realize that it is very late over there. We still have a couple more hours before sunrise, but uh, Miss Giovanni does not, at her age, move as quickly 
at this time of night. Very well. Um, Would you prefer to speak through me as the interpreter, or would you prefer Miss Giovanni use the text-to-speech? What I think would be best is that both options are available to her, given that she currently cannot see me speak directly. Yeah. And you put me on speaker. Yes, we can we can definitely do that. All right, so you hear a click as she switches the phone over to speaker mode and then um, you hear Paula switch in, switch her voice into interpretation mode. Buen dia, señorina. Good evening, Telvera. I hope everything is well with you. It has been quite some time since we have corresponded. Yes, it has. Mostly because I wanted to make sure that there was no one here that was going to directly connect me to you and put you in danger, yeah? I appreciate it. Your special guest arrived and has since departed. They would not tell me where, and I feel it is safer. Very good. They send their best wishes and their gratitude. And thank you very much for housing them for a temporary amount of time. It was repaying the favor, yes? To you and to them for allowing me to come home. Yes. I wish and regret to inform you that you should not return to San Francisco. There's a bit of a pause. I had not made plans to do so yet. Uh, I, I don't know the... And there's a bit more of a pause. Political situation, I think, is the right phrase. Without knowing that, it is, it would be difficult. And there's another pause, and and you can hear something in the in the background. Are, are we uh, private? Yes. I do not think that I would wish to return. Now I was forced to stay in San Francisco for over a century. I have some good memories there, but I do not wish to continue them. I am happy here. Although the clan I am residing with is not mine, I am still Giovanni. And family is family. But why do you think I should not? Because at your age, Billy the Hammer will would try to take advantage of that and either put you in a place of power that I am very sure you would not want or try to use any connections you might have to even older members of your clan to get things that he wants and I will not allow that to happen. I don't doubt this. I only met William the once, but he is an old Ventrue and I spent so many centuries with Felix that I think I understand them fairly well. And the Giovanni, what are left of them, if they did not become Hikata or one of these other smaller clans, are unaffiliated. And 
I am old and I am tired and I am done with the politics and the manipulation and the breaking up of families. And while I do not wish any direct negative involvement in any struggle for power, I just, I have no wish to deal with the Camarilla anymore. And their hold in Italy has weakened with the beckoning. You know, my mother is uh, Hekata, and they do not feel it, so my mother is here. But others, older ones, have left. Perhaps it will call me, I don't know. But being so close to the Middle East appears to have a stronger effect. And I think... I think I can live peacefully here for a while. And that's really all I want. I understand. I know that I told you then it would be safe to return to San Francisco if you so desired. And that is a large reason for this phone call because I wanted to let you know that it is not safe. Is it safe for you? No. Not completely. I have a certain amount of protection and it is at least for the most part guaranteed but I do have to have people with me if I venture out of a certain area of the city. You know you could come here if you wanted to. I'm sure the family wouldn't mind. I could convince them. They hosted a Nosferatu prince for a while. I'm sure you'd be much more palatable. I might at some point in this own life, as it were. But it would not for a while. I understand. I do wish to stay here. At least for now. Just be careful. Especially if you know, as I am aware you do, Vincent Markovich. Grandmother is aware that he diablerized her her child. And she is... I'm not sure angry is the word you can use anymore when it's so far beyond rage. I would not want to be in his vicinity if she gets a hold of him. This is what I know from the clan. Well, hopefully that is the area of protection that I reside in now will grant this very young Tremere the same level of protection. You are with this Baron Voss, I take it? Yes. I don't know much about him or what's happening, just the few things I hear from people I, I still know. Just be careful. I will. I would be very sad if anything happened to you. As I would do, which is don't come back. I won't. I have no intention of ever coming back. And this is a bittersweet moment too, right? A friend that you might not see again. Ever. Yeah. Even as kindred, things can happen. And it's hard to travel like that anymore. Especially in the age of the internet and surveillance. And Vera, as she pointed out, is old. And she may feel the calling that some call the beckoning soon. 
It's hard to tell who it will call. And who knows what will happen in San Francisco in the next few nights. Or in the long night ahead. I have... And you will forgive me if this is... An intrusion on my part. I have written a letter to my cousin, Alex. Asked them as a favor to me to protect you if they can. Well, the acquaintanceship that I have with your cousin is not good, to put it lightly. We do not get along. And if I had the option, I would not associate with them at all. There's a chuckle that you know to be Vera's. I am aware. A a little. I know uh, many Hikata do not like uh, Toriador. But I do not ask them to like you. Only that if they come across information that should be buried if it could harm you that they do your location things like that that is all well I guess we will see if that will be the case there there is bad blood between the two of us because of some choices that they made that could have greatly put several kindred's life in danger and fatally so. It's hard to know what decisions to make when you reach a certain age. You tend to see things as numbers pieces and not because you intended to that way it just seems to be a natural byproduct of aging the way we do and they are older than you are not as old as I am but I don't think that they're necessarily aware of the fact that others particularly the younger ones may not understand the numbers game may not understand the reasoning behind the chessboard pieces moving. And I don't know this situation you're talking about. I don't know what happened. All I ask is you remember that for kindred like us, the longer we live, the less able we are to see the individual cost We tend to focus on the bigger picture of things and how the pieces fit. And sometimes we need reminding that the pieces are important too. Yes, well, well, I am not nearly as aged as you are. I am almost a century old at this point. I am not young by conventional standards among the kindred and that is important for others to remember and I will do the best I can to be civil with your cousin well that's all I can ask Well, I cannot perform miracles, yeah? (laughs) Rich thing to say, coming from the living undead. And there's that deep chuckle you know to be Vera's as well. I'm going to let you go and get some sleep. But thank you for taking my call. I have been waiting. Not every night, but hoping that you would call. I am less lonely here, though it is taking time to reacquaint myself with 
my family and the new ones in the centuries since I've been gone. But sometimes one misses one's old friends, too. Well, I can tell you that I have obtained a cell phone, if you would like the number. You what? I got the cell phone. There's a long pause and you hear a giggle on the other end. I thought I couldn't be surprised by anything ever again. And yet here we are. Miracles. You said you couldn't do them. Yes, I would like your number. Okay. She says after the pause. And I'll give Paula the number so she can write it down. I can text you. Yes. My replies will be very slow because I have a phone that requires multiple button pushes for letters. You hear another giggle, and this time it's two people. They're both laughing in the background. Ah, I should have known it would be T9 for you. That's fine. Just the occasional check-in. But I'm glad you have entered the 20th century, at least. Well, then one destroys their pager to keep from meeting with Billy the Hammer so that I could get you out of the country. It seems more important, yeah? This is true. Well, I'm happy to hear it. You hear a... (gasps) Good night, Vera. I will talk to you and Ola soon, I'm sure. Indeed. Good night, Katerina. And you hear a click as the phone hangs up. And so we will leave Katerina there at home, her new home, for the rest of this evening. Sure, she's got some mental recomposure to attain. And we'll see what happens with her in the future in this new domain and new life. Thank you and good night. (laughs) 